All right. Okay. Welcome. We are back. Uh, it's the Stop Questioning Everything podcast, uh, the official Drug Receipts podcast. Uh, Drug Receipts is a pesky little brand at the convergence of art and technology. We straddle the line between IRL and URL, um, and we promote the pillars of art and skepticism, uh, science and subversion, <laughs> community and sport. My name is Arlo Eisenberg. I'm the host. Uh, I'm also the creator and one of the founders of Drug Receipts. Um, today is May 19th, 2022 in the U.S. It's a day ahead in New Zealand. Uh, we've got a lot on the plate after an extended break away from the podcast. Um, the reason we were away is because we were out in California for uh, a long spell. So we've got a lot of updates for you. We've got updates on drug wars, uh, some merchandise, blading cup. There was an air manatee sighting. Um, we've got a great art heist competition that's related to the fluff burrows. Um, and we've got some really interesting special guests coming up for you. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, the future of brands and fashion in real life and in the metaverse. And we're going to get to the bottom of what the F are wearables. <laughs> uh, and we've got some guests that will really help us through that conversation. Um, if you're listening to this on an audio podcast, just uh, make a note that we will be referring to some visual content here. We've got a lot of videos, a lot of photos that we will be sharing with you. We will uh, try to do our best to talk you through it, um, but we always encourage you to check out the, uh, the video on YouTube because um, sometimes you just can't uh, do better than the videos or the photos. So check those out. Uh, please like and subscribe if you don't already. Uh, we try to put out a lot of great content for you. Um, and so with that said, let's jump in to the routine checkup. Let's bring up Jesse. What up? <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> uh, what have you done with Jesse? Where's Jesse? Uh, this is my metaverse ready fit. So when I make my DVDs wow. in the metaverse, this is what I'll Very cool. Are you... Yeah, are you uh, are you calling us from the future? I actually ever? am. Mm -hmm. It's it true. Uh, you know, one of the things that I was wondering is how are we going to tell time in the metaverse? Like, are we going to still keep sixty seconds intervals, or are we going to measure time by hundred increments? I don't know. Oh, you, so those are yeah, those are two different things. I mean you know, if you're, you're talking about changing the entire system of, of timekeeping, like coming up with some kind of new, new base measurement system or something like that. But the question of where, what is time anchored to, or what does time even mean in the metaverse where there are no days or nights? Um, yeah, I think, I think those are both kind of interesting questions, Well, but we'll save them for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll have to do a, a metaverse focused podcast, but we'll take it a step at a time. Um, Still to be back, guys. It's been a minute. We have so many updates. A lot of things have happened. Um, first off, I really want to get to a big, big topic, which is when holder verification. Uh, super stoked to announce that that is coming very, very soon. Like maybe, I don't want to put a time on it, but with confidence, we could say that it is, it is imminent. And the wonderful thing about holder verification is that it's going to enable us to know who in our community uh, is a drug receipts holder and how much they're holding, which is very interesting. I feel like I feel like you're going somewhere with that. What are you, what are you thinking? 
So here's what I'm thinking. Then this is what I'm thinking. So when you connect your wallet in uh, using the upcoming new bot system that we will be uh, implementing, you'll be able to verify um, your holdings, right? But they'll be in different tiers. So you'll have a basic holder role, which will be receipts one through nine, just a basic holder role. If Probably you won't be called a basic holder role, we don't think that we no, have no, 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 basic no. holders, guys. <laughs> it would be one of the first tiers right right exactly so we still have to put our uh you know drug receipts twist on it branding twist but for the most part here's how the system is going to work for you know the time being holders if you hold something uh if you hold one through nine receipts jesse i'm sorry i'm going to stop you i'm going to pull kanye west here i don't know if we need to talk about this structure i think what what's important for now is that withholder verification is going to come new roles we will unveil the roles in due time but but for now know that verification holder verification is coming and new roles will be coming and we will be yes, able to identify um, our you know the the our, our whales if you will and things like that. i think that's what you're getting I, at, right I tried, guys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, when the creative dictator says this is what we're gonna do, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta heed those uh, directions. But yes, so anticipate new roles. We will now have a system for recognizing people that hold, you know, uh, large amounts of drug receipts um, in our community. So it'll be a great way to uh, start establishing some, um, you know, ego establishment and uh, just show, start showing some appreciation for those who have been investing into our project. So this is really, really exciting. Um, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I won't say anything else, but just know that we're very close. Okay, so talking about showing some appreciation uh, and love to members, I did want to take a moment to, to give a brief update on Extreme Jimbo. You know, he has been a cherished member of the community um, in our, you know, our first AMAs. He would always come up onto the stage and speak. And I've seen people in the Discord asking about him because he has been conspicuously uh, absent recently. Um, he has been going through some medical issues. I touched base with him um, and uh, got an update from him. He said that he has not been able to skate recently, uh, but that he is going to be okay. He's going to be skating, skating again, and he appreciates everyone's concern. So just wanted to give you guys an update on that. We, we will have more heavy metal hocus pocus from Jimbo, hopefully before too long. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jimbo is a, a wonderful community member. And along with a couple of others, um, I do want to give a super, super special shout out to our stimulants, our pharmacists, um, users like Crypto Antiques, Bildo Verde, who's a uh, party bear you can see in our cover image. Uh, nicely done, always. These are people that are just such strong anchors in our community. Um, and most recently, I am Kaolo High, wonderful snuggler. Uh, Sean S. has been an incredible contributor to just the overall just feeling in our community. Um, and not only that, but a special late Mother's Day shout out to uh, Metaverse D. Her contributions are incredible. Her input has been so instrumental in just, you know, moving moving our, our community along. So she's great. And also, I was in the Fluff World Discord last night in the wee hours, and I noticed that there was a very big sale, a 20 ETH sale, um, 
occurred last night and the person that that um is securing that big bag is actually a fellow snuggler named lazy luna so big shout out to lazy luna huge shout out to the fluff world community we see you guys uh, this is uh, you know a 20 sale yeah. of a fluff right correct yeah <laughs> correct yes okay uh so cool. awesome. pretty big news yeah awesome amazing um you know one of the things one of the things that we did to honor some of our our uh, members um in fact the very first thing that we ever did was for our first 100 members in our discord we made a special shirt a commemorative shirt um we actually made the promotion before we made the shirt but we promised our first 100 discord members that they would get shirts and so we just started shipping those out in the last uh, couple of weeks and people have finally been getting them um we've got some photos of some community members uh selena who is a, a is a she's here she's local in dallas so we spend a lot of time with her and so she makes it into a lot of photos uh but um joellen i believe you guys have these let's bring up a couple of the photos of these shirts because um once you see them in real life, once they start to get on to people, yeah, exactly. Uh, you've got that tabby holding the Ikri candle. And I think in the next photo, you can see where it says first 100 um, beneath the graphic. Oh, these are cropped. They're cropped in squares. That's all right. You get the idea. Um, and how about Selena's tattoo <laughs> of the tabby character um, matching, the, matching the shirt? So cool. Um, and let's see another one. This is a really, they're all special to me, but this one is, is especially special because uh, that's my daughter, um, Lulu, posing in her first 100 shirt. And she is absolutely a first 100 member. Uh, and she is, you know, she, that candle represents skepticism. She is a trained skeptic. She is literally at college right now studying neuroscience. And she has just completed and gotten A in her first uh, skepticism course at college. So yeah, really cool. Uh, so yeah, we have a few members um, that are still submitting addresses and phone numbers because we need those for our international shipment. So if you if you are on the list, and by on the list, I mean, you signed up, already gave us your, your shirt information and everything else, uh, then make sure you give us your, um, your phone number and an email address so we can put together your international shipping and we'll get the remaining uh, first 100 shirts out. Um, another thing that, you know, Jesse brought up wallet verification. So another thing that we're able to do with that now is we can finally get the, the blading cup skate sets out. Uh, we have 50 of those that we're waiting to ship out. Um, and we were just waiting for some kind of wallet verification, or we were going to have to do some kind of a, you know, Rube Goldberg workaround, or we were going to have to send something to your wallet, you know, whatever. But so now with wallet, wallet verification, it makes it very easy. We have got a, a, uh, a site set up where all you have to do is uh, go to the site, uh, connect your wallet, and the wallet will know uh, based on the snapshot taken um, at the date that we, we announced it. What I forget it now offhand, maybe it was like April 26th or something, but don't, don't quote me on that. But the idea is that the, the, uh, the program will know um, if you had a special gray skate or if you had a one of one at the time of the snapshot, and then it'll let you in. And all you have to do is fill out your information on the form and we'll get it and we'll send you out your boxes. So that's cool. Um, Joel, let's show some of these beautiful photos of the, the box set skates. Um, 
Yeah, so this is what's going to be going out. And it's it's actually, it's a whole care package. So this was a commemorative box set that went with the, you know, it was meant to commemorate the Santa Ana Blading Cup, which happened just a, a, a couple weeks ago, just a few weeks ago. Uh, but we have some them 909 skates that we brought, that we bought from them goods. Um, and we made a custom box. We customized the skates, did some special frames with Create Originals. Uh, we replaced the shoelaces with the, uh, with the Blading Cup shoelaces. And we've got some uh, some custom insignias that we put on the back. Let's let's uh, go ahead and take a look at the other photos here. Just beautiful photos of the box. I mean, the the packaging, the set is you know just makes the thing. Um, and inside the box, you also there. A little biased, Carlo. What's that? Is that he might be a little biased? He designed it. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely very biased. Yeah, <laughs> I think that the, I think that the packaging looks great. Uh, I, I do I just, too. I, I have a. Yeah. I have a soft spot for packaging. I, I love it. Um, but, you know, like it's true for most of us, right? Most of the fun on Christmas is the box, right? It's it's hard for whatever's inside the box to ever live up to it, um, unless it's an iPhone <laughs> or an iPad That's or true. something, because those are pretty cool too. But so, yeah, so, but inside the box also will be like a care package that's going to have a blading, you know, a, a drug receipts, blading cup, tote bag. We'll have t-shirts, stickers. Um, that's in addition to the skates. So that's, uh, you can just keep going. Let's let's see the next photo here. Yeah, um, we mentioned the custom frames. Those are done with Create Originals, a really cool frame company in rollerblading. But they make it possible to customize your own frames. So anyone out there uh, with any kind of artistic um, uh, capabilities, you can you can order your own Create Originals and put your own graphics in there. And then we've got these cool custom insignias on the back of the skates with the uh, the RX baseball cap and the them skates baseball cap but done in the drug receipt style and all all the packaging all the branding done in the the blading cup colors so just a cool package and once we once we get those um forms out to you guys we'll be sending those out so very exciting and that's coming very soon uh it's very yeah. exciting what you know what else is coming soon the drug wars exactly and ready? so this is you know, with holder verification, once we have that sorted out, then so many other things start to fall into place. It just makes it possible to do all the things that we have lined up. And now that that is falling into place, then all the other uh, pieces are starting to fit together. So yeah, Drug Wars is coming uh, soon. And in fact, just to give you guys um, a taste, let's, what I'm going to show you now, and I can't talk over it, so I'm going to give you a little bit of exposition, and then we'll talk a little bit after. It's just like a 20-second video. But it is a, a work in progress on some of the um, development that's going on. You can see some of the UI uh, that we're going to be using for Drug Wars. Um, it's a really cool interface. A lot of the, some of the elements are, are for placement only. Um, it's not really the real copy that's in there yet. All the styling's not done. But you'll see. It gives you a good idea of kind of like what the, the interface is going to look like. And it's, it's pretty exciting. So, Joel, and we can go ahead and show that Drug Wars UI video. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it, it's really exciting. I mean, this, you know, this was a community born idea that has turned into, you know, this, it, it's coming into fruition. I mean, we saw in real time on the discord, how this came to be. I mean, the messages are pinned up and just to know that we are literally looking at this idea turned into a, a an actual development uh, is crazy. You know, I think that it, it's, it's so exciting again to see this go from 
you know, an idea to a full-fledged bracket-style tournament where you can battle your drug receipts against other members of the community, you know, no weapons involved. You know, your creativity is the ultimate weapon of mass destruction in this case. So it is so exciting. And knives and bombs. And knives and bombs are involved, but, you know, we're, we're trying um, not to get flagged here. Yeah, so <laughs> in the... In the demo that we showed, you can see that how it connects to the wallet. So you're able to you're able to choose directly from your wallet of NFT holdings, and then just replacing them is just really easy. It's just pointing and clicking. So the interface is going to be really nice. It's going to be really fun putting those together. Um, yeah, definitely. We, uh, I mean, go ahead. Um, oh no, no worries. Uh, no, I'm just really excited about Drug Wars just to see the the development. I mean, so far we know that you know create a set of four drug receipts to participate and the assortment of the characters in the set is totally up to you. You can have a whole team of tabbies, you can have a team based on color schemes, you can have a team based on knives. Um, oops. Uh, <laughs> and not only that, but you know, there's a the fun part of, of naming your team, which is also so exciting. I mean, like I said, you know, the, the biggest and greatest weapon is your creativity and your wit, um, you know, the names and, and creating a, a backstory or a lore uh, can also really help you win the heart of your community and in turn win some votes. I mean, this is a bracket style competition where the community is going to uh, decide who gets to advance first. And not only that, but the community gets a chance to knock out, you know, members of the team, <laughs> not physically, but uh, there are bounties. Arlo, we mentioned that in our AMA earlier. Um, I think that's a really exciting development. Yeah, so we we put together a really nice prize package for whoever is going to be the ultimate victor in drug wars, right? There, out of the tournament will come one uh, uh, warlord, and they will get you know they will be uh, they will be spoiled with riches, right? They'll get a nice package. <laughs> but there are other ways to get rewards as you go through the tournament. And you mentioned bounties. Bounties is one way to do it. There will be certain members uh, within the tournament who will have a target on their back, a bounty on their head. And if, for instance, you knock out one of our meds, Dawn is someone that we have called out explicitly. If you knock Dawn out of the tournament, then there will be a special prize that goes along with that. Um, similarly, if you, you know, there might be uh, prizes associated with um, collections or sets. You mentioned if someone puts together a, a set of all tabbies. Well, you can expect that there's going to be lots of entries that will be all tabs. There will probably also be lots of entries that are all caps. So we might have a prize for, you know, the the uh, the all tabby crew or the all tabby set that makes it the furthest in the tournament. Um, if you are the last uh, set of all tabbies to get knocked out, then you can win a prize. And that could be true for each one of the characters, right? All and all a set of all sirens, a set of all tabbies, uh, a set of all wrecks. Um, and a set of all cap. So yeah, there's lots of ways to win. The, the entire tournament is going to be fun and, and filled with surprises and excitement. Um, and then, and then, you know, we talked a little bit about roles and new roles coming with holder verification, but there will certainly be a warlord role and there will be a lot of, uh, uh clout and prestige that comes with earning one of those. It's true. It's true. We don't want to get too far into it though, guys, we've been super excited behind the scenes planning. Uh, getting the details right to ensure that, you know, this competition is going out with the bank. So we're going to keep our mouth shut. I'm not going to say anything else, but just know that the wars are coming. 
It's very exciting. Jesse, are your glasses on your nose or are they below your nose right now? Oh. Um, I to wanted to show my eyebrows. <laughs> okay, then, cool. Now just, is that weird? I feel like that's just nightmare material, but here. Yeah, it no, seems... it's cool. It's cool, all black. I like that. Uh, it's almost like a, uh, a G.I. Joe figure, snake eyes. Or perhaps right? a thief in the night, ready for the big heist. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, I like that. So, beautiful segue. So yeah, so we have a great competition going on right now, the Great Art Heist. Um, and this was inspired by the Burroughs app from Beyond is out now. So people are able to get into their Burroughs. Uh, if you're not familiar, uh, Drug Receipts is a part of the non-fungible labs uh, universe, part of the, um, and the, the major uh, player, the major, um, the major force in the non-fungible labs universe is the fluff ecosystem and the fluffs are 3d rabbits uh and so fittingly there is land in the metaverse that will be burrows that the rabbits can live in the um the rabbits have cousins that are called party bears and the party bears will also be able to live in the burrows so people have been buying burrows and there are different tiers of burrows you can get the den you can and write their tier right they, they go up in kind of like in, in value and in size and prestige. But so you've yes, got the den, the den. Oh yeah. You've got the suite, you've got the high rollers, the high roller suite, and then you've got the, the Snoop Dogg suite basically. Um, and, uh, and so now people are able to finally get access to their, their burrows. You can through the app from beyond, you can go in and walk around your burrows, explore them. Uh, it's really cool. But one of the things that one of the first bits of utility or uh, user experience that you're able to engage with in the burrows is there the, the burrows are fitted with art galleries. So you can and this is Web3 enabled. So you can go into your art gallery, connect your wallet, and then you can hang up on your walls um, the NFTs from your wallet. And of course, drug receipts were designed to be art, right? They are meant to be displayed. And so this is like the, one of the first real life, digital real life proofs of concept where you get to see your art in a, in a 3D uh, virtual environment. And it, it looks so snug and cool. I mean, it is everything that we dreamed of, everything that we could have hoped. And so we've got a contest based around it. Before I talk uh, more about the contest, let's go ahead and take a, oh, guys, can we show the, the, uh, the JPEG of the um, of the contest, the banner, right? The great art heist. And so it says double your stash. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that after we watch the video. I'm gonna go ahead and take a, a look um, of, a, of a video of someone taking a fluff to, to run through their burrow. Yeah, so super sick. And Jesse, it looks like your lighting makes it look like you're in that burrow right now. Um, but oh, if you know, I you wish know. I was in and the so, soup burrow. <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know, there are smugglers right now in the chat calling out Brooke because, you know, when you see all those corpse paint drug receipts on the walls, you know that that's Brooke. And he's also kind of flexing there because that was a Snoop burrow. 
Um, but so the way that the competition works is we are asking people to go into their boroughs. If you have a fluff, if you have a borough, uh, use the app, go into your borough, take a, a screen recording of it and show us your drug receipts on the wall. And for as many drug receipts as you have displayed on your wall, and we're going to we're going to randomly choose from all the selections a winner. But if whoever that winner is, however many um, drug receipts you're showing in your borough is how many we will we will reward you with. So if you have one dr drug receipt displayed in your gallery in your borough, then we will give you another drug receipt. We will reward you with one. If you have two up, then we'll give you two and you can display up to five uh, NFTs in your gallery. So if you have all five filled up with drug receipts, then we will give you five new uh, in drug receipts NFT. So it's a super sick way to double your stash and to, you know, to floss and flaunt a little bit what, what you've got going on in your boroughs. Uh, but such a sick realization of, of the dream, you know, this proof of concept that how, how cool art can look in real life and in the metaverse. Um, Absolutely. So, Jesse, I'm real excited because we've got some special guests like waiting in the wings here. And this oh, conversation on, think, leads us into it perfectly. Um, it so does. Jesse, it does. Thank you. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. If we're going to introduce winners, then we need to introduce the winner of the heist uh, competition. And I have the wheel with all the names, all the entries inputted. So we are going to find out the name of the winner now. Oh, um, I thought- Before we introduce our others. Okay, then this is news yep. to me. You got, you just got to bring me up to speed then. I, I, I'm sorry <laughs> to say that I don't know what's going on. I thought we were delaying it to let the Android users uh, have some time to get into their bros. Is that not happening the anymore? No, the Android uh, boroughs went live. I think like forty-eight hours ago. So it was there. Forty-eight hours ago. Okay, so. good. Well, good. Then if we're good, then let's go. How exciting! We're gonna have a winner. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And then I'm and I'll disappear. So, all right. So we're going to tap this. So you guys can see it is not right. Oh, oh well, I don't have my nails on. Jeez. Sorry, guys. And the winner is BitSaga128. Congratulations. We will be contacting you shortly. Cool. And we'll have to look at that video. I'm curious to know how many NFTs BitSaga is going to get. That's cool. Yeah, Congratulations. I can look it up right now, but we, we got to go. <laughs> Well, you can look, look it up and give us an update. We'll go ahead and bring in our, our guests. And oh, you can... oh, I got it. One, two, three, four, five. Five Let's receipts go. in the High Roller Borough. Congratulations, BitSaga128. You're Max a winner. Out. And with that, I will leave on a high note. Thank you guys so much. I'm out of here. Thanks, Jesse. And maybe Dawn, Jesse, maybe we can get that winning video posted in the Discord so we can check it out. That's that's so cool. Uh, okay, awesome. So, you know, we talked about the the boroughs. This is one proof of concept, right? It's art in real life, art in the metaverse. Um, but uh, we Brooke was the the sample video that we had there. Let's go ahead and bring up our first guest here. It's Brooke Howard Smith. Yes. Oh. Brooke, I made a title card for you, but Joel, you? Really so, that's so okay. That's okay. I like my my mine like that. That's cool. Letting people um, know my whole full name and then my Twitter address. 
like and subscribe, people. How are you, Alo David Eisenberg? I like that background. Man, you're just flexing all over the place. You got the sick burrow. You got the I can't afford the corpse. Yeah. I, I can't afford any of these. Um, <laughs> but I did, you know, it's so funny. Um, we always talk about Web3 being, you know, distribution of power or decentralization. What was clear in that competition is that if you owned a high roller or a snoop, you're able to win five. Because I don't think the others have a gallery with five, right? Just the rich getting richer. Yeah, probably. Classic. How many can you show in the in the uh, suite? I don't know, but either way, Shoot congratulations. Four, Bit Saga one two eight. I can imagine the other one hundred and twenty seven Bit Sagas are bummed that they missed <laughs> out. But Bit Saga one two eight takes it away, and that is that's that's pretty awesome because they're going to get five drug receipts, um, which is a huge stash um, in the wash up. That's great work. Congrats, man. Um, Arlo, you're right. Like coming into this whole podcast, you know, we talked about in, in the fluff ecosystem about phase two. About a month ago, we we came up we came out with that idea of like what is phase two? Well, phase one was about building the foundations of the ecosystem, understanding NFTs, building community, and phase two is about interoperability and purpose utility. And when you look at what's happening now, just like a couple of few weeks after that, for us to roll out um, the burrows and uh, the ability to upload the art your art into there, which is really cool, like. I knew it was coming, but when it happened, uh, I was like, I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Like, it's such a cool process. And it gives you a sense of where those burrows are going. You've got to remember that um, the burrows are NFTs, right? So in the future world, that fluff or whatever you're walking around in the burrow is an NFT. The track you could hear, Mike Shinoda's track, you were there when he made that too, right, Arlo? So he made that track, that song, that the background that was such an awesome track was Mike Shinoda creating an NFT that you can still buy in the Black ecosystem. The burrow is an NFT. The avatar is an NFT. The art on the wall is an NFT. And it's about this creation of your own corner of the metaverse. Eventually, you'll be able to kind of renovate and blow out the windows here and do all sorts of stuff, put your own video games into the corner, play a game of poker with your mates. It's an insane world. And we're... Really excited to have a, a guest on. Can I bring in a guest? What's up? It's Rolls Not Rivera. That guest. <laughs> Boy, he's just he's just uh, snaking the move. Rolls. Well, okay, you come sit down next to Arlo, and I'm going to introduce you to a good friend of mine. Um, no, don't don't no, sit no, don't down sit down next to him. Okay. Off the off to the side, off to the side. Yeah, yeah. go eat some sushi. Hey, you know what? That is the Web three equivalent of you. Remember when that reporter nice. was talking, and his two year old walked in. Waving his arms like this. Remember that video that went viral a few years ago? We just yeah. did that. So, you know, um, a, a huge part of the drug receipts experiment, this crazy adventure, is about merging, you brought it up to start, in real life, metaverse. I loved your IRL, URL. Um, you trademarked that, buddy. Um, that was pretty cool. And part of the innovation click um, are these crazy guys at Shadows who, uh, when like 10,000 people emailed us the week that Fluff went crazy, and one email came through, and it was this insane animation of a party bear DJing at a concert. And so we were like, Aaron and I were like, we need to email these guys back. And TJ, you all will know him from the Discord, is joining us right now. He is the bear. TJ and the bear, come in. Done. All right. Oh. oh, we knew something was going to go wrong. 
he was having problems with his audio before. So uh, the biggest move that the Bears made, like we'd already done fluffs. I say weird. The devs had done an amazing job on fluffs. But when the Shadows guys came to us and said, we want to do a collection, we want to, you know, JV with you guys. Uh, the idea was like, what could we do that's different? Like, interesting. You know, fluffs had a set trait um, uh, concept. I, your fluff with like uh, a beanie is always going to have a fluff with a beanie. Your fluff with a construction vest can't lose its construction vest in its NFT form. And so TJ and Dylan, who are from Party B, I'm going to speak for him now, came at us and were like, we'd like to make the clothing exchangeable and wearables. Look at him, he's going great. Oh, there you go. I bet you I can hear me now, buddy. Yeah, I can hear the echo. Oh, you guys can hear me now? Yes, yeah. we can. I talked about shit nice. just long <laughs> enough. I talked shit for just long enough. So anyway, so TJ and Dylan from Party Bears were like, let's make the clothing interchangeable. And that opened up a... a Gang of whoop ass. Is that, am I, <laughs> yeah, am I using you, that term you, right? Have you guys seen the, the Discord today? We've been chatting it up about this uh, swappables and wearables. No, tell it's us what's, a, what's, a what's the go. What's the go? What's the general vibe? Um, everybody's trying to figure out what it's going to look like and uh, just how, how all the wearables are going to work and how it affects the NFT and um, yeah, it's just an exciting conversation. It's, it's really cool to have the community helping us uh, really like develop the path and uh, what it looks like and how it's all going to roll out. Well, I think the very first thing that people bring up, because traditional 10K collection um, NFTs have this kind of rarity matrix and it's like, oh, yours has like leopard, a, a cheetah skin like jacket or whatever. Um, and understanding the moment that we took the backgrounds, which obviously they were a neutral rarity at first, right? There was around 730 of each of the backgrounds. And so we weren't really affecting the rankings. But of course, very quickly, we just started to um, introduce more rare backgrounds. And that didn't affect people in the way that they collected. They just started creating their own combos. And suddenly traditional static rarity was out the window and we created this concept, dynamic rarity. That's a term I made up right now, but I'm, it was pretty good, so I'm going to stick with it. Dynamic rarity <laughs> is a term where each of the components has its own rarity, and the combination of them creates a dynamic rarity, trademark Brooke Howard Smith 2022. <laughs> Definitely. It, it's, it's super exciting to see people building that uh, their rarity and just, like, choosing what i mean i just saw a couple of bears that had like the mansion and the the young and sick oh, background so I cool mean, the, it, the ability to change your your nft is like really amazing yeah and you know um uh i knew it was going to be cool but seeing bears on young and sick was like and i think what was which was there a I, what was the the cool one that with the the throw that i saw on that young and sick background someone just dropped an amazing amazing bear anyways but the point is this is unleashing we're not um pure consumers these communities are creator consumers we we all want to create and mix and match and do these things and it's just the start of it now when i talked to arlo about like this podcast i was like we should start to really lean into the direction we're heading. So Arlo's background, my background, clothing for a very long time, 
um, teach, we always talk about the fact that we had a successful clothing company. Did, I, did we bring that up? Um, but the fact that we're at this intersection where clothing itself, like, you know, your wearable signals are now turning into a digital medium as well. It's so exciting, right? Yeah, I mean, it, the moment that you can change your NFT, what they're, what the, your bear's wearing, um, I mean, it, it's really just going to change the game on like how uh, unique you can make something and you can, I mean, you'll be able to build rarity that other NFT collections can't even imagine doing. What would you call it if you were building rarity and it was interchangeable? Um, what would you call that concept, do you think? Uh, I, I think dynamic rarity. <laughs> Be careful. You don't want to get a cease and desist there. Uh, don't call it that name. Did, did somebody coin that already? Hey, He's setting that, you up for a lawsuit. If there, if there are rollerbladers <laughs> out there for like 30 years, I've been in a battle because years and years ago, um, there was a naming of a trick everyone was already doing, which is just a fakie to fakie on rollerblades where you're facing forwards, right? And uh, I started calling it zero spin and skiers took it and denied it for like 30 years. Now rollerblading is cool again. I saw Ski Magazine started attributing all the names that rollerblading created, flat oh, spin, cool. zero yeah. spin. They started to give them back to us. So um, anyways, that's just, if I can't talk about how I'm an X Games medalist, I won't uh, appear on a podcast. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a car commercial and the narrators talking about the car doing a flat spin. I was like, I'm sure that we named that. Right? Yeah, we did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's, there's a, there's a um, country off the coast of New Zealand. I cannot for the life of me remember its name, but their rollerbladers claim they named all of them. It's the, one uh, of the funniest yeah. things in the world. I love to wind them up about it. Um, oh, I, I wish think I could we remember need to get the name of it. moves in for bear dances. Yeah. You know, you know what? I mean, so God, we, we, we're on a tangent here, but the other, the other crazy thing that TJ and Dylan and the Bears team were like, right, we're going to make, you know, make the clothing dynamic. You can change the clothing. And everyone's like, that's mind-blowing, the insane. And then they're like, and the dancers. And so, or, or the, the, the animation. So the future for you guys, you'll be able to change into like a drug receipt shirt and then potentially have a rig from a choreographer or it could be a skate move. It could be anything, right? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very dynamic. Yeah, very, very cool. That's unbelievable. And so those rigs, God only knows. Anyways, there's a lot of complexity coming. We talk about party packs. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this idea for a long time with the party packs and getting them to life, bringing them to life, getting the musicians, the rigs, the clothing, all of that. It's it's a big deal. So, um, and getting ready for this, Arlo, and reading up about wearables and um, digital clothing, what was the most surprising thing that you kind of like came across? You talking to me? Yeah, you talking to me? You talking to me? Yeah. Uh, so can we go ahead and show, a, uh, show the photo of the party bear wearing drug receipts? Joellen, do you guys have that? Joellen's a superstar. See if they she can holds the whole thing together. But this is kind of what got the conversation, you know, started for us. I really just sort of accelerated, accelerated it, kicked it into into high gear, um, and it, you know, it got it got our socials and our Discord like really humming, um, and it sort of started to to bleed out into other channels. Um, uh oh, we're out of sync with the folders. 
So hopefully we'll be able to find that. But if you haven't seen it, it definitely exists on the internet. Um, and this is, who's, whose party beer was it, Arlo? Uh, it, I believe it's Bildos, honestly. Yeah, and so these are people that have just, tell Rollinson that he's going to get, he'll, you go and use those guns that you've been working on. There we go, to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, Bildos, party beer. And uh, what happened was suddenly we had all these people messaging us about um, drug receipts, clothing on party beers. And so now, live on our version of TV, we can be talking about it. Oh, but so what I want, Brooke, I was setting that up because I was going to answer your question, actually. You see, I'm wearing drug receipts merch right now, right? Let me yep. see that. Yep. Right. And Brooke and I have a background, as he said, doing uh, apparel and merchandising. We did Senate a long time ago, and I've done a lot of clothing brands. And so there's this opportunity to do a brand that is not just constrained to the uh, IRL world, right? The, the metaverse, Web3, all those things open up um, apparel and merchandising to a, a literal whole new universe. And the fact is that gaming already exists, right? These spaces already exist. It's not like the concept of, of putting clothes onto your avatars is a new concept. People have been doing it for years. You can go into marketplaces right now and change the skin uh, uh, on your characters. What's different, the, the key critical difference with Web3 is ownership, right? So you'll be able to own the clothes that you, and this is sort of, this is the revolutionary thing that party bears have done, right? That, that now you can actually, you own not just the avatar, but you own the clothes, everything as Brooks says, no, not dynamic rarity. Now what we are talking about is dynamic ownership, right? Every piece uh, of the puzzle is something that you can own, trade, sell. Um, and that is that is the, the key critical difference between Web3 and everything that came before it. And so when people talk about the metaverse and, you know, you, boomers like me, like we bemoan the metaverse, we're like, oh, you know, people are just going to be spending all their days in headsets or too much time in front of screens or, you know, whatever, whatever our, our dystopian fears of are the metaverse. The fact is that ship has already sailed. P Gen Z is already doing it. When, Brooke, you asked me what I, what I came across in my reading, you know, Gen Z spends eight hours a day on average in front of screens. Um, something like 89% of Gen Zers uh, have played video games in the last six months. I mean, this is, this is overwhelming. This is where uh, trends are heading for the next generation. My daughter is a Gen Zer, by the way. When I say Gen Z, we're talking about uh, like 1996 to the early to mid 2000s. My daughter's 20 years old in college, but her generation, they live their life. They live as much of their lives in front of screens or, uh, in virtual spaces as they do in real life. So the fact that there is going to be a marketplace where people can express their, you know, um, their affinities online, um, just as, as they do in real life, that, that to me is what's just kind of the most exciting thing here. And that's, that's why what's happening with Party Bears is so exciting, right? It's kind of, you, you guys are at the, at the forefront, you're trailblazers in that respect. <laughs> Altered rarity, noisy, that's a funny one. <laughs> Why don't you try to battle me? Uh, I'll take that over dynamic rarity. And I don't have to. Uh oh, uh oh, bro. <laughs> sorry, we're just losing your sound, man. I'm so sorry. Let's just have you there. And... Yeah. Um, it, so the thing that I think is the coolest is like everybody's pursued this mission of like trying to be able to uh, teleport and like transport yourself to a different place. And what people aren't really thinking about is like the metaverse really is allowing people to 
like teleport and transport to a place where um, like I can connect one-on-one -on -one with somebody halfway across the world. Um, and the, the piece that's missing in that right now is the ability to customize what you look like and how you present yourself just like you would in real life. Um, so that's really uh, what we're aiming to do is like be able to express uh, the owner being able to express themselves through their appearance and um, really like put their image out there, how they, they really feel comfortable and like excited to show people who they are. Yeah. Cool. Hey, yeah. That, right. That's super cool. And I think that that's a, a really important aspect of it, right? Is that when we talk about apparel and merchandise in the metaverse, it's not just apparel and merchandise in the metaverse. It's not just a new market. It is reimagining what those things can be, right? All together. Yeah. Uh, some, of the, some of the interesting projects out there, I mean, like these, you know, these luxury brands coming into this space, but they just have so many resources, but they also have like really creative people at the helm. And so like, like what Gucci did with their, their Gucci garden, um, where, you know, first of all, you, you come in and you get an androgynous avatar, right? So there, there's, no, there's no race, there's no gender. I mean, they're just these androgynous avatars. Um, so again, you're stripping down these layers of identity. Uh, you get to choose who you are. Uh, but then the really cool thing about the way that they conceived of, uh, of skin, basically, is as you go through these different gardens, and each one of these is beautifully designed. And I actually have some photos. Joellen, uh, Dawn, if you guys can bring up the photos, that would be great. Um, but as you go through these different gardens with the, all the patterns that they show, your skin just starts to adopt the, the, the patterns. Um, and so as you go through different spaces, you, you start to become this patchwork of all the different patterns that you've, that you've interacted with in the gardens. Um, and so in that way, each one becomes unique and your skin becomes a reflection of your experiences. It's just a completely different way of approaching uh, apparel. Yeah, and Arlo, it's really interesting because, so when I was listening to a, a piece that explained this phenomenon that we're going through, right? So, and I brought it up before that when cinema was invented, you know, people had no idea really how to utilize it. They just used to shoot an entire play in one like sitting because that's how they imagined all plays would be, right? All storytelling would be. And eventually after a hundred years, we've got this incredible complex cinema um, creation technique. We know the building blocks of what we have right now to create this next phase of the metaverse and how fashion and identity will live in it. But it's kind of like you've just spilled those building blocks, the Lego blocks, all over the floor. We know the components of this. We just don't know how literally millions of creatives are going to build them and what they're going to build them into. The end thing is going to be just an incredible way to reimagine our um, identity, what, fat, what role fashion plays in that, how sustainability is important. I was really interested in some people diving deep into, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, metaverse fashion as an outlet for people who don't want to fast fashion consume anymore. They want to display their creativity. They want to let people know that they're, that they're creatively able to construct outfits and look fantastic, but they don't want a, you know, a factory in Bangladesh with a thousand people endangered and like working for not, next to nothing to have to make it for them. Mm -hmm. And so the scalability and affordability and sustainability of this is a, a draw card for a lot of people as well. I, you know, the um, environment thing, this is alpha. 
is definitely something that we've been talking about in Fluff World. Like the sense that your avatar would definitely be affected, not just your avatar, but everything could and should be affected by the environment, what you're wearing. And that's a bit of a tip as well, a little bit of a hint. Um, and so the idea of static identity is, um, you know, it's only, it only exists in this world because it's, it's too hard to pull off in real life. We just uh, never getting, sorry, I didn't realize you were captain and controlling there. Um, I'll keep talking. <laughs> no, right. So the, uh, I feel like we keep, as we go down the list, right, we keep identifying some of the things that just make uh, the notion of apparel, brands, merchandise in the metaverse um, so unique and so exciting. And the Brooke, the one that you're talking about, right, this idea that, and of course, because this is your thing, uh, you know, the characteristic of being dynamic, but uh, assets in the metaverse are not static, right? You don't just put them out there. There is an opportunity for users to engage with them, to manipulate them, for them to become customized and to respond to what, you know, whatever the, the user wants. Uh, yeah, so the, it, it, is a, it is a game changer on every level. And where we are sitting right now, right? Uh, where, you know, when you when you go into the fluff burrows, for instance, right now, you don't even. It's it's not to a point yet where you can connect your wallet and use your own avatar, your own three D rig bear or uh, rabbit or fluff. Um, so we are we are so early, and so many of the things that we're talking about are just wide open out in front of us. Like we are the ones right now who are you know any idea that we have, we could be the first ones to execute it. Right? Uh, yeah. We, you know the the, the metaverse is limited only by our creativity. I just wanted to let you guys know, if you're wondering what I was doing there, it's just getting really hot inside. And so I needed to go outside and put my feet in the pool. Um, uh, um, thanks guys. Uh, this I'll, is where we always lose you. What? Oh, just as I'm like, just starting to dip, starting to take yeah. off my clothes. I was about to dynamically um, aggregate my clothing. Um, Arlo, it's funny when you talk about the, the earliness. So actually, that's all I needed to do. I'm much cooler now. Um, the community that we have, if you're with, I, I did an interview on TV the other day where they were like, what value are people getting from us? Well, the primary value I see is the ability for people listening to this conversation to realize that this is going to be one of the fastest growing industries in the planet's history, that an entire segment of it, clothing, is completely unnavigated yet, like uncharted, unnavigated. And that everything that we're talking about, if you started some kind of adventure today, you will be at the very bleeding edge, the forefront. And it's kind of exciting, right? Yeah, so I actually, I, I have some numbers kind of to go along with that. Oh, thanks, um, buddy. <laughs> one that's interesting, I'll tell you the numbers and then I'll tell you why it's interesting. It won't be news to anyone. But the, the gaming industry in 2021 was uh, brought in like $176 billion in sales, right? And it's expected to grow to like $219 billion by 2024. Uh, it's just a giant industry. Um, now, the reason I say this is kind of interesting or ironic is because it, you know, it's, it's been well documented that gamers are down on NFTs, right? Um, but the fact is that they are the ones that already kind of like are trained in this kind of commerce. They're the ones that buy, you know, that buy skins already. Uh, and so it is, it is the most natural uh, transition 
for, for they're, they're going to want to start owning and being able to verify what they own. So as whatever their feelings are about NFTs, the, the fact is that all the trends are just headed toward gaming, turning toward this um, full stop. But so that is a giant market that is going to be revolutionized by, uh, by uh, NFTs um, and this, this new model for commerce. Uh, but the fashion industry um, by itself, uh, <laughs> virtual goods generated in the fashion industry um, last year were $110 billion. <laughs> I mean, that, what? yeah, $110 billion. Um, and the, uh, I had a, um, God, I've just no, That's a lot. Money. That's amazing. I mean, you, you know, there's a reason Nike bought Artifact. You guys will be across that, right? So Artifact, spelt R-K-T-F-K. Um, Close. Is, is that right? <laughs> well, we get the idea, yes. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, 110 billion is a lot. But uh, Nike bought them at the start of the year, I think it was, or end of last year, for 200 million dollars, which at the time for some people may have sounded like a lot. But the idea that Nike now has like this incredible studio and they're fantastic, capable of building their digital goods lines—it's just insane how um, much of a head start that gives Nike and Artifact to a degree. Just amazing. Are you um, just triple checking Arlo on your stats? I, you know, there, there was a stat that I, I wanted to have because I had an interesting one about that that compared, uh, you know, traditional fashion, fashion sales to uh, digital or NFT fashion sales, essentially. And they, they'd gotten pretty close, like where it's clear that, you know, digital sales are going to eclipse um, the, the brick and mortar sales. But the, when you, it doesn't, you don't have to think your way through it that much before it's obvious that that has to be the case, right? And yeah. There, there are no constraints on the amount of sales you can get when, when there, you know, there's no limits on supply chain, no limits on supply, uh, you know, no limits on, on uh, purchasing. Uh, it's just, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I was, that I'm really interested in, obviously, is about the, um, is the creator economy. So this is the sense that, for most people, their, their jobs are being automated away um, and that in future, it'll be tapping into creativity and building your own micro brands that have their own customer, you know, um, you know, true fan communities. And the ability, when we look at drug receipts and party bears and fluff world, we don't intend to be, to have a monopoly. Like that's just not the way Web3 works. You don't intend to have a monopoly on the commerce. The idea is to continually build ways for your community to create and then sell into the community. That's how these communities work, right? Cross, cross commerce and collaborative commerce. And so the ability for people to create their own clothing is, is what's most exciting about this and then sell it to their, their little sect, whether it's the plunger gang and altered state machine or the green beanie crew who you're seriously representing today there, TJ. <laughs> But you know, all of these, all of these people being able to create their own um, uh, goods is the exciting part, right? And also, by the way, there's no outside of the cost of creating the digital good, um, like the 3D rendering and rendering it to spec. You could make a million of them for about the same money that you'd make a thousand of them, right? If they go well. Yeah. One of yeah. There's definitely like no limits on what we can do, and there's a lot of like really dynamic things that we can do with clothing um 
I mean, we could even have like a, a video uh, t-shirt where like your drug receipt is actually like rollerblading on the t-shirt if we wanted to. Um, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it really is a limitless uh, format and it's just super exciting to be able to um, dream up anything that you can and like actually deliver it to somebody that's going to appreciate it and like really adopt it as their own uh, their own way of expressing themselves. Um, I I also wanted to bring up the idea of the, the flow between the IRL and URL um, worlds because uh, stealing that up from Yalo because building um, clothing that looks like traditional and real life clothing and throwing it into the metaverse is the first step, but it's a pretty boring step to be honest. When you think about the ability to move back, for instance, like so the metaverse um, is defined by the fact that it's only defined by like your imagination, i.e. you can just whatever you can imagine can be in the metaverse, right? And the ability now using augmented reality to create in real life hard goods that have um, uh, signal patches on them for augmented reality so filters and lenses can change what you're wearing in real life. So this is where this is going. So say you buy a drug receipts hoodie and it's some kind of a cool hoodie that affects the, your, your, I don't know, your avatar in fluff world, right? That's really cool. But if you have the parallel hoodie in real life, um, it could affect anyone watching with uh, Snapchat lenses, could it affect their, their experience in their environment, or it could even affect your experience in your environment using those Snap lenses. The ability, and I, if, I do ch like challenge everyone who hasn't really done some research on how fast augmented reality is moving. Um, you know, anyone that thought that the metaverse was far away, it's 100% here now with what Snap is doing with their AR lenses. TJ, you doing anything with uh, Snapchat? Do you guys have any plans or anything in the pipeline uh, regarding augmented reality? I, I think Brooke does. I do. <laughs> I know you do, Brooke. I'm curious if there's anything if there's anything specific to Party Bears. But Brooke, by all means, um, I think that, that bears are a part of it. Yeah, yeah. bears are a huge part of it because it's music. So big shout out to Jake and Justin, who are Party Bear holders from I think day one and who are at SNAP and are out um, there are lying into this, the SNAP universe. Um, you know, it's just, it's so interesting what they're doing and how far ahead they are. It's really amazing. So shout out to those guys and the, the girls that work at SNAP and I can't wait to get um, live. All we can say is that the live experience is about to change completely um, thanks to some pretty cool collaborations. Cool. Well, can you, I think that you mentioned party packs. Uh, TJ, are you at liberty to talk about that at all? Is there anything you can tell us about what, what we can expect from the, the party packs? What you can expect is the unexpected. <laughs> you mean like well, um, well there's trained? There's really no rules to what happens in the party packs. Uh -huh. It's completely up to the artist. Um, I mean, we've got things from wearables to uh nfts and it just anything that you can combine into a package you're you're getting in a 
a party pack. So, I mean, it's really the sky's the limit and the, the artist gets to do what they can dream up. Who are some of the artists, just for those guys that don't know, who are some of the artists that are about to roll out party packs in the next few months? Oh, man. Can I can I speak on those? I think, yeah, you can. I mean, we've announced some of them anyway. You're so asking Brooke? He's the last <laughs> person you should be asking about dropping out. Um, I mean, but go the, ahead. Two, the two that I'm most excited about are Snoop Dogg and Be Real. Yeah. Um, so those are two separate party packs, and they're definitely going to come with a, a bit of a haze, if you will. Yeah, nice. Um, there is actually a little bit like, so it's a really busy time for beers, right? I've said for a while that a lot of the um, bottleneck was just getting underground too live for you guys. Yeah. And the moment that happened, there's kind of a flow of events. So underground two went live today. If you haven't checked it out, it's pretty amazing. Um, Under.fluff.world, you'll be able to see your beers, um, fluffs in there i believe thing yes thingies are in there seekers are on their way back to the underground uh as well and some of the other products scenes and sounds are in there and you can change those backgrounds that's pretty exciting now that we've got that out of the way uh i have things been... are going to start getting a little sticky pretty oh, soon oh that's right i've, so, I've heard uh are things getting sticky it's it's getting to be like April 42nd or something like that. I think it's like we're now in April. We're in April 60th. No, 50th. We're in April 50th <laughs> right now. So I think that feels right around now. Yeah, I, I think so. Drip, yeah. drip. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, That's exciting. Definitely dripping. Yeah. We, should, we, might, we might want to wait till some of this um, background excitement comes down. We can't just drop too much onto people in a, in a period. But it's I know. It's going to be overload. Yeah. Are there, if there are any party beers watching in the YouTube or on Twitter or on Facebook, do let us know if you're like looking forward for the, looking forward to the, the drip drip. Um, really exciting stuff, man. Anything else, Arlo, on the uh, wearable stuff? What else exciting did you, did you find out about? Well, one thing that I do want to clear up is because you coined uh, dynamic rarity, but I did not coin uh, IRL and URL. That is, that came from my reading. And in particular, the referring to the, the two different sectors as primarily IRL versus primarily URL. So P-I-R-L, P-U-R-L. Uh, so I, I think that it's clever. And I like the line of, you know, you know straddling the line between IRL and URL, but I, I can't take full credit for it. Just got to note that eggs and ray guns uh, will be in the underground in a couple of days as well. So lots coming on. Really exciting. It's not until you realize, like, again, just how many crazy people, like, um, that are working on this ecosystem that you realize just how it's going to just start coming on thicker and faster, right, TJ? You're in charge of a lot of this now, right? I mean, it's been a, a big change since uh, we made the announcement that uh, we were merging in with the Fluff World. Yeah. Yeah. It's been exciting, too. What's the thing you're most excited about coming up in the next like three months? I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about these honeypots. Yeah. Um, it's really going to, it's the first, uh, I, I can't really say a whole lot about it, but it's the first type of NFT of its kind in the ecosystem. Um, and I think that people are going to be, so excited about the opportunities that come along with it 
um, that it's it's just going to open up the door for so many people. Um, and I, I think that they're going to be pretty valuable. So um, pretty definitely exciting. excited about that. But uh, also super excited about just uh, building out burrows more, um, definitely leaning in more on games and uh, being able to earn with your assets. It's a, a really big uh, opportunity for everybody once you can start uh, creating some liquidity without selling any NFTs. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's a lot of uh, exciting things coming that allow people to uh, participate in ways that aren't possible right now. That's super, super sick, buddy. And awesome. and we're excited about the wearables world. And uh, we've got a oh, pretty definitely. amazing team at Drug Receipts that are about... The goal is that we're going to just slowly infiltrate every single community and get them in Drug Receipts. So, done. Well, that is yeah. part of the idea, right? So our 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 our, our characters—they're 2D characters, but they are they're envisioned first and foremost as being graphics, right? Right? It's it's not really so much about our characters wearing wearables; they are meant to be on wearables. So the idea is right that that party bears could wear drug receipts merch, or that uh, bored apes could wear drug receipts merch, right? We're our model is closer to being the Nike or the Gucci than to being the fluff or the party bear. I would like to see a drug receipt wearing a green beanie, but that's just it. Can, it can be arranged. It can. Yeah. We do have beanies. We have beanies in our <laughs> in our uh, ecosystem, so we can we can work on a green one for like sure. Like a one one. Yeah, it, that's my mission throughout all of my my doings here is to make sure everything has a green beanie. We'll have it, to man. do some kind of a tie-in with uh, with party bears. Some some way to unlock it. Yeah, it'll be cool. Definitely. Awesome. 100%. Well, TJ, thank you so much for coming on. This is, it's been awesome yeah, to have you on here. Yeah. We're super excited about all the developments over there and we'll be following them closely and we hope to talk to you more down the road. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, TJ. I also am going to love you and leave you guys. Um, can you give my love to Rawls who will be joining? Oh, right? he's dying to get in here. Oh yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and all the snugglers watching, I'm going to join from the sidelines now, try to get some work done and uh, watch the rest of the podcast. So thank you so much, good buddy. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you. It's great having you. Okay, cool. So that was a great conversation with TJ and Brooke, uh, but we do have a lot of recaps to get to from the past few weeks since we've had such a long hiatus. Uh, Rawlinson, you can come up here if you want. See if he comes up here. Um, but so starting with... Uh, I'm not going to do these in order for how they they ran over the past few weeks, but I would like to start with um, Tyler Shields is one of the founders. We just had a good conversation with Brooke. Uh, Tyler's not on the podcast today, but he there are some developments re surrounding Tyler that are are fun and worth talking about. Here he is. So welcome to the welcome to the podcast, uh, Rawlinson Rivera. Welcome, thank you, Go, Let's get even here so that the camera can figure out how to focus on us both. Stay close. I know you like Lean that. in. Eh, whatever. Whatever. You know those Apple commercials where one guy's in focus and the other guy's like, how come you're in focus? The guy that matters. Yeah, focus. right, yeah. The other one. <laughs> what if I'm the killer? Um, <laughs> so maybe when I, after I ask you a question, then I'll move out and you can move in. You, there you go. Yeah, you see? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. So 
Um, I'm going to tell you why Rawlinson's here in just a second, but Rawlinson is a uh, former pro rollerblader like the rest of us. Uh, and, um, and he is a house guest right now visiting from California. Uh, but there is a specific reason that he's on the podcast, which we will, we will reveal just shortly. Um, so apple juice, if Joellen, if we can bring up a picture no. of Tyler Shields Ferrari. No. Okay. Don't read the show notes, Rollinson. Right. So this is a um, this is a gorgeous photo that Tyler shot and just premiered recently. Uh, first time he showed it was here in Dallas at the Samuel Lane Galleries. Um, also, it was on display, or prints of these were also on display at, he, at his Sotheby's LA show. Um, and uh, at the Sotheby's show, they actually had a red Ferrari in on the showroom floor, like a, a, a real live Ferrari right there. That, uh, that we all could just walk around. Um, I pretended to be putting a drug receipts on the Ferrari and security quickly uh, got, uh, got between me and the Ferrari. Um, but so Tyler has this Ferrari in his possession. He bought it uh, in order to do these photo shoots. And as, well, as is Tyler's MO, his intention is to blow up the Ferrari or to set it on fire. And there is precedent for this. If you guys can show the next photo of the, the Rolls Royce being blown up. So this is one of Tyler Shields' photos. So just like the Ferrari, he bought a Rolls Royce, took some photos with it, and then he took it out into the desert and blew it up. He's got videos of it. He's got photos of it. And uh, this is just kind of part of Tyler's artistic vision, right? Is blowing up these, um, these super expensive cars. Or just things for people that he knows. Maybe it's a commentary on, who knows? It could. It's art. I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys to I interpret it. it art. He, I used to be called the Rolls Royce of Inland Skinny. Is he killing me? Exactly right. So this is part of this is part of the tie-in here. Rawlinson Rivera. His initials are RR, and so that was he used that in his marketing. Rawlinson was a pro. He had wheels with uh, Hyper, a big wheel company, and some of the marketing that Rawlinson did was based on this idea of RR, like the Roll the the. Rawls-Royce, Rawlinson-Royce, the Rawls-Royce. So yes, Rawlinson takes some offense to this, this uh, image of the, the Rolls-Royce being blown up. This is, this is disturbing to him. Uh, but so if we can look at the next image here. So the idea before Randy, I mean, before Tyler blows up the Ferrari, he wants to have someone jump over it. He wants to have a rollerblader do a trick over the Ferrari. And our good friend, Randy Spicer, he is a drug snuggler, um, he is, he is a former, uh, Senate pro rollerblader. Um, he's just an icon in the sport. And so he has volunteered. Randy is in his forties now, by the way, he used to, he always used to be a little boy. Now he's in his forties. We've all, we all just keep growing up. Um, but so this is Randy actually training. This is at a skate park and he is jump. He's doing his uh, signature Liu Kang 540, uh, over this obstacle at the park. Um, the idea is. What Tyler's vision is, is that Randy will jump the Ferrari from bumper to bumper. So the long way oh, wow. uh, from the from the trunk to the hood, from the hood to the trunk, but bumper to bumper, the long way. Because uh, you can imagine jumping from door to door would, is, you know, it's not right. It's not that hard. But jumping the long way, it will be a little bit challenging. Um, Joellen, can we show the video of Randy jumping this this obstacle here at the skate park? The Ferrari is going to be a little longer than that, a little higher. Um, so it will be a little more challenging, but you can see the training is coming together and Randy's still got the style. Saw Ortiz, another drug snuggler in there, 
taking the photos. Randy's still the best rollerblader in the world, by the way. Still remains. He won. He won the veterans uh, competition, and he, I mean, he crushed it. He's a he's a PRN for sure. Um, but so the reason Rawlinson's here is because one of the ideas that we had was to um, to put a license plate on the Ferrari, right? A drug receipt license plate. And we talked about this a lot in the AMA. It's gotten a lot of coverage in the Discord. But I had some custom novelty California license plates made um, via Amazon and had them shipped to Randy's house so that when we go out and do the shoot, we can put the license plates onto the Ferrari. So one of them was supposed to say RXCPTS. You can see it on the bottom. They came, that came out fine. The other was supposed to say drug receipts, just with no vowels. But when it came, it said Greg receipts, which is not the way that I ordered it. I'm like, who's Greg? Right, who's Greg? <laughs> That's the question. And you can see Randy's like, who is Greg? <laughs> so it became kind of a meme in our Discord. And now uh, Greg is, you know, has become synonymous, like with if something goes wrong or it's like, you know, it's just an F up or whatever, if you're having a bad day. So uh, it's, it's a Greg moment, if you will. There you go. There's, there's a little bit of, there's a sticker that we made for our discord and it's a license plate. So <laughs> if you do something kind of dumb or messed up, then you might get a, a you might get a Greg sticker. Uh, so that's kind of funny, but part of the concept also is as long as Tyler's taking a photo of it, you know, and we're going to go out and we'll do videos of it and we're going to be creating all this great content. We thought, how cool would it be if we made a magazine, like a, a sort of a fake magazine, but so we could make a cover, you know, put a, a masthead on it, put a title on it. We could have fake ads in it. They could be drug receipts ads. Um, we could have fluff world ads. We could have party bear ads. I mean, it could be a full, like, you know, vanity magazine. And we have a hundred percent creative control over it. And we could make a digital version of it. Right. And, you know, and, and the, they're the kind of the, the creativity and the options are limitless. Um, we can, bring in community members. This is something that came from the Discord. Jamie's like, you know, I'm a professional photographer. We can use photographs from our community members. It's just, there's so many legs to the idea. It could be really fun. And rather than just inventing a magazine from scratch, we thought, why not bring back one of the most infamous magazines in the, uh, the history of rollerblading? So when Brooke and I had Senate 30 years ago, um, and there were other skating magazines already, in the, something like that, already in the industry, right? We had Daily Bread, we had Box Magazine. Um, there was uh, Box. I said Box Magazine. There was Crazy Roller Stay in one, France. One, one. There was no one came much later. Oh. But anyway, so there were already rollerblading magazines. But we wanted a magazine that we could have complete creative control over. Uh, you know, Brooke and I were idea guys, um, and we felt as much as we loved all of our friends and all of the other publications. Well, we always felt like we never quite got to fully realize our own artistic vision for rollerblading. So we made our own magazine and it was called Skater Magazine. And we only ever made one issue of it. And this guy right here was on the cover of the, the only issue of Skater Magazine that we ever made. Um, so Joellen, let's bring up the cover of this magazine. And it was so cool. Well, there's Rawlinson skating Amazing. in the magazine. Oh, wow. Um, you're right. My bad. I did this backwards. So leave it up. That's fine. So this is actually one of the, the spreads inside the magazine of Rawlinson skating. And this was kind of what Rawlinson was known for, right? I mean, like super stylish. He actually, you know, skating used to be kind of like grungy, like guys in the giant pants with the chain wallets. People would even, you know, put duct tape around the the, the trim of their pants, um, around the, what do you call it thing at the bottom, the hem of their pants. 
Um, it just, you know, it was like piercings and dyed hair, you know, it was, it was grungy. And then Rawlinson brought kind of like this New York style, you know, there he is wearing the, the baseball cap and the Rivera jersey. Um, and he would like get dressed up to go skating, like almost like if you were going to the club, you know, um, and he made it like look good. And that was his thing. And he had this whole persona, you know, like when he would show up to events, like he would have this swagger, you know, and he would, he would talk like that with that New York style, and that New York attitude, you know, and that was Rawlinson Rivera. And so when we made this first issue of Skater Magazine, we were like, dude, how cool would it be if we had a magazine that didn't even put skating on the cover? It was just all about the attitude. And no one was better to exemplify that, right? The attitude than Rawlinson. So that's why we, we just, let's go ahead and show the ne next photo is Rawlinson's wheels. This is just a set of pro wheels. And I guess we're just showing it to establish his bona fides. Oh, Rolls -Royce. But we mentioned the Rolls Royce, right? The RR. So you can kind of see the, the RR logo there. And he's, we've got the... Uh, the um, Dominican and Puerto Rican flags um, showing some of Rawlinson's heritage. This guy, by the way, before he even ever got into rollerblading, he was a pro baseball prospect. Uh, he was a pitcher. Um, so, and, and that was like a real deal for, he was in the Yankees uh, farm system. Um, but so let's show the next photo. This is the cover of the infamous um, skater mag. Oh, who's the Johnniest snuggler, you know, <laughs> So he was the original drug snuggler, <laughs> which if this actually, this has been doctored. This said something else, which today I'm not even going to touch. It's inappropriate. It is inappropriate, probably has not aged well, but look at Rawlinson oozing attitude with the New York cap. I mean, this is, this was exactly what we wanted. And then, you know, the, the interview inside is like this, you know, this multi-spread layout with Rawlinson and just the, you know, the dopest outfits, the Johnniest outfits. Uh, he looked good skating. He looked good posing for the photographs. Um, what was the quote? Which one? You tell me. You can only skate as good as you look. Oh, yeah. That's his quote. You can only <laughs> skate as good as you look. Um, another thing that has an age well, I mean, this is just such a sign of the time. Like, times are so different. You can see on the on the uh, um, the description below Rawlinson's photo, it says, skater centerfold, practically nude. And that, that's a, we literally had a centerfold in the magazine mm -hmm. of a woman on a beach, basically in a wet t-shirt. Um, just different times, man, wild times. Uh, but so that's, that's Rawlinson. And so now as we have this idea to make the second issue of Skater Magazine 30 years later, and we can probably have, right, Rawlinson in the magazine, like do some kind of a, you know, um, a, a sequel or a, a revisit of Rawlinson. But I won't jump over the Ferrari. Hey, we can get you in. We're trying to get. Mm. We, we might get uh, Air Manatee in also. Ooh, that dude could definitely. You do know? It. Do you know who Air Manatee is? Of course is? I do. I spent some time with him last week, like two weeks ago. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he yeah. came to the he came to the barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned that we had an Air Manatee sighting. I guess actually we're gonna we're gonna get to that. So let's do it. Let's talk about the Blading Cup. Rawlinson has been to Blading Cups before. He didn't make it out to this last one, the first spring one, but he, he was at the one just before that. Um, but Rawlinson, have you seen my edit from Blading Cup? Well, I saw some of your skating yeah. uh, for the last one. Yeah. <clears throat> and to be honest, I was shocked because like if, if I were to say that, um, you know, we with age, we lose our touch. Yeah. I would say that you haven't lost your touch even though you're like almost 50. Well, that's the nice thing about edits, right? Is you don't see all the <laughs> attempts in between, right? You can make someone look really good. But so, Joellen, let's feed my ego here and play my edit.
super cool. Would definitely like to give a shout out to Butter TV. They were on site. They had like drone cameras, like captured everything and have just been putting out great content from the Blading Cup. Um, that's where that came from. And you can see all their content on Instagram, Butter TV. Um, so we were out at Blading Cup. Uh, that's where we debuted this merch, right? The shirt that I'm wearing. Um, Joel, you can show the next photo. It's, it's of the booth that we had set up out at Blading Cup. And you can see all the merch that we've got out there. It challenges my my OCD a little bit, right? That the table is a bit disheveled here in this presentation, but you get the idea. There's Ortiz and Bildo. Um, I'll have to follow up with them after the podcast, ask what, how they let the table get so uh, disorganized. Um, but we've got the tote bags on there. We've got the gray substance shirts um, and the black um, blading cup t-shirts and uh, Ortiz and Bildo are each wearing the hoodies. Um, but you know, it was just so sick to be out there. And it was like the first kind of in real life realization of the brand. Today, um, we've actually been focusing a lot on the Web3 side of things. But kind of one of the real unique things about drug receipts is how we have, you know, a foot in both worlds, right? We have a long established legacy in the, uh, the conventional world of apparel and merchandising. And we have another foot in the, uh, the Web3 version of it. So it really positions us, puts us in a unique position to be able to capitalize on this really exciting um, uh, new threshold that's before us. Um, show the, the next photo here, as long as we're talking about IRL merch, because this was one of my favorite photos from the entire weekend. This is one of our drug snugglers. That's Kenneth. Um, he's Kenneth Skates in the Discord. And that's his girlfriend, Yessi. Not to be confused with our Yessi, but that's uh, that's Kenneth and his girlfriend, each in one of the shirts, um, walking. Uh, that that's actually through the venue where the actual the competition was. Just the lighting, the the scene, um, the, everything about this, I just thought was so cool. And I, I think that the the cap characters and the merchandise just look so awesome. Um, such style, such attitude. So it's such a vibe. This photo, um, and talking about vibe and like good vibes. Another like really uh, important drug snuggler to the community is John Nicely. And, you know, he more than anyone else has brought rollerbladers into the community. Most of the rollerbladers that are in our Discord and that are active drug snugglers uh, have come to us from John Nicely. He's like out there recruiting and hustling. I mean, he is just such a hard worker um, and such, a, such an effective like uh, influencer, honestly. But he really stepped up because John is based in Southern California. And so since the, um, the uh, Blading Cup event is in Southern California, uh, John stepped up to the plate to help organize the after party. And the after party was really uh, an opportunity for drug receipts to kind of like, you know, flex our vibe, our style, because we had kind of complete creative control over the venue. Whereas we were a presenting sponsor at Blading Cup, and that was, you know, that was uh, a Blading Cup event, um, and we were just participants there. The after party event was our event. So we got to have, you know, drug receipts, NFTs projected on the walls. We got to bring in our DJ, Dave Payne. We had custom cocktail drinks provided by our sponsors. Um, it just, it was a super sick event. And we had a great venue. Uh, John put together, he lined up a really great venue, um, Native Sun in downtown Santa Ana, right next to the venue. Uh, but so we got to, we got a really cool uh, recap video of the after party. And 
I wish all of you guys could have been there. It would have been so cool to have all of our drug snugglers, but there will be more IRL um, events in our future, more opportunities for, for us to get together. Uh, but for now, I will share with you guys the, the wrap-up video from our after-party event. Yeah, you better. How much would you have loved that, Rollinson? <laughs> I missed it. I you missed a good one. I did, I did. Too bad. Next time I won't, hopefully. You know, and rollerbladers, like, it's different now, but rollerbladers used to be, you know, like, rollerbladers are like, our, they're like more like me, right? Like, we're artistic Ooh. and whatever and shy or, you know, I no, don't know. No, no, Not every rollerblader is well, artistic like you. No, I'm not, not any, so I'm saying things are different now, but you definitely, like, when, when Rawlinson showed up to a club, like he was not a wallflower, right? He's out there on the dance floor, like looking good, like getting the party, like hype. Um, so he, I wish you were there. I you got to come I, to the I next know, one. Was, yeah, was, was, you, you would have turned it up. The kids would have been next to their <laughs> Rawlinson has three kids, three awesome kids. And in fact, at the last Blading Cup that he took them to, they all got set up on skates. So now his whole family's on skates. And his oldest son, Logan, uh, loves it. Yeah. loves blading and yeah. like he he put on the skates and just went like there was not not even a learning curve like yeah. he was just a natural the dude's grinding like i was like wait a minute stop i can't do that anymore so stop but it was good yeah. but i also was a really bad parent that week because i um all three of them um including the twins which are four years old it was about 10 o'clock at night they were like in front of they were they were dancing with they paint in the club like oh. no we just can't go in there there's like adult drinks we can't go in there but all the kids didn't even want to leave they were out there so it's good to see them there next time so Rawlinson, you were missed at the party, but someone who definitely showed up and got lit and turned it up in his own way was the aforementioned Air Manatee. Um, in fact, there was a point at the party where both Air Manatee and I were had our shirts off. Uh, it's not as wild as it sounds, but the guy definitely knows how to have a good time. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know who Air Manatee is, he is someone who has built up a huge social following and he did it on basically on the strength of a viral clip where he did a backflip uh, with his shirt off in his and, hands pocket. And, and with his hands in his pocket. And he comes up and he says, and so he's a bigger guy, right? He's like, he's from, uh, he's from Kentucky. He's like, you know, he looks kind of like a redneck, you know, he's got the, the Viper sunglasses mm -hmm. the baseball cap. And so he's got this big, he, he's got, he, he does, he skates with his shirt off. Um, he's got this big, <laughs> big belly and he does a backflip. So one, it's like, it's surprising because you don't think that that guy would be doing that. But then he comes, and Rawlinson will appreciate that. He comes with such attitude. He's like, that's what peak male performance looks like. And so it's got like 54 million views or something on TikTok. But I actually have the clip. Let's let's sure, take a look at it. Sure. Yeah. You might not like it, but this is what the peak male athletic form looks like. And there ain't a fucking thing you can do about it. <laughs> How you like that? That's great. Like my first impression was, I didn't think he was a lawyer. I thought he was just a guy who knew how to do backflips, fell on skates, and did it. Um, but it turns out he is a real lawyer. He helped us out a lot. He did a lot of content for Judge Speech. If you were following our Discord, he was doing interviews for us. And he is now officially a drug smuggler. We sent him a a, uh, a drug receipt. Um, 
bring up because what I wanted to do, what we looked for was a drug issue that looked like him. And tell, tell me how good you think this matches, if you think we did a good job or not. So I look for something like has the sunglasses, has a hat, it's kind of round like him, it's got a rollerblade. Uh, you'll see. And I'm, I'm trying to show him side by side. So if you, if you can tell me if you think that. Right around like him. I mean, he, he wears it, right? He sports it like with pride. He's just lovable. He's a teddy bear, dude. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the glasses, 100%. Yeah. Those glasses are 100%. Isn't him. that it? And it's got the skate and he said, not my prob. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, that's my attitude. That's and I told him, I told him it's holding that social, uh, social, what do you call it? The social influencer, uh, money, money bag. Yeah. Man. That's not what they're, they're not called social influencers are influencers, influencers, yeah. uh, to me, social media. Just, to me, that looks just, on the, that looks like a uh, style and grace right there. Style and grace. Right yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I also mentioned that he got, uh, that he was getting a lot of content for us. The, the winner of the blading test is this guy uh, from Austria named um, Michael Weitzman. Hello, Mike, can you hear me? It's good now. Thanks, Joellen. So uh, Air Manatee went out and got some content for us, and he grabbed an interview with Michael Weitzman. And the interview is actually really great. It's, some good, it's a good soundbite from Michael Weitzman. Uh, Jesse got Air Manatee a really tiny microphone that he uses in the, the interview, and he's wearing a drug receipt shirt, but we have video of that. Do you have any advice for any kids out there that are watching this that might be wanting to make it to the Blading Cup someday? Uh, like if they want to make it into the competition? Yes, yes. Have fun, and if you feel like going for something, like trying some new shit, go for it. If you don't, don't. People dig your vibes rather than your tricks. So I feel like when I'm watching someone, I, I just realized with, I think it was with John, he was doing a Mizu down the ledge. And I'm, I'm up there like cheering. And after I realized, all right, it was just a Mizu, but it was just the whole vibe and the authentic style that came along with it. So do whatever you feel comfortable with. If you feel comfortable with going harder, do that. If not, do whatever you want to do. This has been Air Manatee and Michael Weitzman. We're signing out from the Blading Cup. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. You're amazing. Are you ready? I can't take it. <laughs> Thank you so signing much. out. Great, great interview, right? And you love the mic? We'll get him a real mic next time. Uh, audio gold. Audio league. Uh, audio platinum. Audio platinum. Uh -huh. audio, audio, audio league. Yeah, be authentic. I just, I, I love that message. Honestly, I thought that that was, I thought that was a good uh, bit of sound there from from Michael. And a, a cool story about him is. I believe this is right. He qualified. He qualified to the finals from the amateur division in that the day before. Dude, I don't know if that's true. I don't want to. I don't want to misrepresent this guy. But winning, winning any pro contest is just bonkers. So congratulations to him and thanks to Air Manatee for that footage. He's hilarious. That's the one thing you have to say. He is great. And so Air Manatee, he's. I told you that we gave him his first NFT, but since then he has been really like. Uh, he has become an enthusiastic advocate for the brand. Um, he has been looking at the 10K collection. And based on my talks with him, like he's, he sort of has set aside some money, some social media influencer money that he wants to drop on the collection. And he's kind of got two um, different strategies that he's trying to figure out which one to, to deploy. Either he's going to go really premium and spend a lot of money on uh one or two particular NFTs, some of our more more valued 
uh, rare NFTs, or, and I think honestly, he's already putting in offers on those. He has some that he has his eye on. Um, but if he can't get those, then he's, he'll spread it around and he'll buy, he'll go more on volume and buy a collection of NFTs that he likes. And then maybe he'll be ready in time for drug wars. Uh, but when I say that he's an enthusiastic advocate for the brand, um, it's not just in terms of collecting, but we have been talking about, he's going to, he's putting together a tour where they're going to, he's going to put together some comedians and skaters basically. And, and the people that, that are in both worlds, right? Just funny skaters. Um, and from what I understand, he hasn't even talked, he hasn't, he hasn't even spoken to John. Some people, he's just doing it on his own. What do you mean? He's just doing it because he wants to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, this is, and this is the position that he's in. He's yeah. kind of like can do whatever he wants. Um, but so he's, he's using his NFT, like as the logo for the tour. And I'm working on some custom type for him now to, to brand it. Um, but so that's going to be like really super sick and talking about doing whatever he wants, you know, he lives on like a 50 acre compound in Kentucky. And so he's building like a Woodward style, uh, compound for skating. Um, again, where he can do whatever he wants. He can have camps, he can put on uh, productions, he can have competitions out there. He can have people come out and hang. Um, he can shoot whatever uh, content he wants. But again, we've been talking about getting drug receipts logos throughout the compound and maybe even some some big featured uh, works of art. So like on a, a launch box, for instance. So that's really cool. And that, that will turn into really awesome content for drug receipts. So a, a nice guy to have in our corner and really looking forward to the, the future of collaboration with, with uh, Air Manatee, whose real name is Jimbo. So another stellar Jimbo in the drug receipts community. Um, that's a lot of stuff. We've covered, you know, we've covered the last few weeks of events. We've covered a lot of metaverse talk. We've got the, the Johnniest Snuggler, you know, right here. I know that some questions were popping up during the chat. Uh, I just want to make sure, let's give an opportunity to answer a couple um, before we wrap things up. Um, let me look here at our communication channels, looking at the chat. <laughs> Everybody's asking for Jimbo to sweep the floor. You know, his best friend is a goat. <laughs> Out there in Kentucky. Yes. Yeah. And you know who his other best friend there, his other best friend is Air Dolphin. Another one of these, like, uh, I met know. him. I met him. I met him. Did Air Dolphin come to the barbecue? Also? No, I, we, we went to pick up Jimbo and, uh, oh, and okay, I met yeah. him. And he, um, the funny part is that they were quoting like uh, things that we said in Hoax Five. Oh, really? Really embarrassing things uh -huh. that I said in Hoax Five. Nice. Which they still remember, which yeah. is awesome. But it was like really cool guys, really great. And it's good that um, they're still doing it. So, Air Dolphin, we'll do a profile on him in a, a future podcast, but he's, Many of you will have seen him also because he is another kind of like uh, social influencer, a guy who's developed a following around kind of the nostalgia for rollerblading. But he takes it like to 11. You know, he wears the giant Jinko jeans. He grinds in soap shoes. Uh, he always wears like an open uh, flame shirt. I mean, he if you didn't know uh, what year it was, you would think that this was content being posted from the 90s. From the 90s yeah. um, but he's also like like Jimbo. He's also a really good skater. I mean, it's, right. It's not just like clown stuff. I mean, he is a really good skater. Uh, and so those guys are, are like best friends. Whenever Jimbo comes out to California, he stays with Air Dolphin. Uh, so yeah. So, and, and they're both guys that are kind of like, you know, they're rollerblading related. Our brand is roller rollerblading related. So they're, they're cool guys to be aligned with. You know, I wonder if the reason I had such a hard time getting Jimbo's or Air Manatee's NFT up when I was asking for it is because y'all just couldn't even hear us. So I hope that the I hope that the mic issues didn't um, 
didn't torpedo too much of the content earlier. Have you eaten yet? No, we ordered sushi. What do you want? Y'all ordered it already? Yes, yes, it's coming. I'm hungry. Okay, good. Awesome. Um, you, you paid for it, though. Thank you. I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> and the cat's already fed, so we're all good. Uh, so, guys, some closing thoughts here. Uh, sometimes I normally we would put like some skeptical commentary here. I think that we've covered so much content that we're, we will, we won't go into that this time. Uh, but on the last AMA, we had some really fun, interesting conversation, and we veered into skeptical territory, uh, talking about mermaids hidden deep beneath the sea, uh, aliens. I mean, you name it, we we talked about it. So if you, if you haven't been tuning in for our AMAs on or and our Twitter Spaces on Tuesdays. Um, then make sure you you uh, set aside some time because th those talks go deep and they're really fun and they are very interactive. I mean, it unlike this thing, it's not just me um, grandstanding for a couple of hours. It is really dialogue. And so it's a lot of fun conversation that comes out of that. Actually, there's a particular talk that I'd like to get into skeptics with you. Some of, some of them that relate to me as of recent. <laughs> Well, there, listen, we, we've been talking about that nonstop, so there, I'm sure there will be a lot more of that in our future. Don't worry about that. Uh, but I would, you know, I'd like to wrap up on the the uh, wearable stuff since that that is the headline of this thing. WTF? What the f are wearables? Um, we mentioned a little bit when TJ was on here, but fluffs are avatars. Party bears are avatars. Uh, drug receipts, we're going, there will be 3D models down the road, all that stuff, but they are first and foremost conceived of as um, art, right? Wearable art, art that you can display. Uh, they are graphics. They're meant to be on shirts. They're meant to be on hoodies. They're meant to be on wearables in the metaverse. They're meant to be on wearables in your closet or on your podcast. Um, that is what we are doing. What's that? Digital screens. On digital screens. Yeah. Anywhere. Right. Exactly. Um and this is, I hope that one of the things that we have uh, been able to convey in this, uh, in this episode is the immense opportunity that lays ahead of us for, uh, for wearables. This was something that we, 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 we wanted to show earlier, but couldn't get it. And this is Photoshop, right? This is a drug receipt on a party bear. But in this photo, it is clear that the party bear is the avatar and the drug receipt is the merch. Um, and that is what we are talking about right now. That was the focus of this episode. What the F are wearables? Um, so wearables, uh, guys, present a lot of unique opportunities for us. We are not limited by our own uh, ecosystem, right? Any ecosystem, any project can have wearables. Uh, a board ape can be wearing Gucci or it can be wearing drug receipts. Um, a party bear can be wearing drug receipts. Yes, Rawlinson? Can you have drug receipts on Roblox? Roblox can be wearing drug receipts. So anywhere that there will be a marketplace for wearables or for apparel, then yes, drug receipts will be a part of that. My kids will love that. Your kids will love it. And that is the idea, right? Um, and this is the way that the next generation is going to interact with brands. Uh, and drug receipts is going to be at the forefront of that. We're going to be one of the brands that your kids can have the clothes in their closet and they can have the clothes on their Roblox characters. Um, and these concepts of, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the proofs of concept, the, the, the models, the test models are already out there. Uh, the, we mentioned the, the Gucci Gardens. Um, their collaboration was done with Roblox, right? So these things are already starting to happen. This, this is where 
um, this industry is headed. This is where brands are headed. Um, but unlike a 10K collection, and we have a 10K collection, right? But if you have 10,000 um, fluffs, for instance, then as the floor rises on those fluffs, then you also raise the barrier to entry. It gets harder and harder for people to buy in to the fluff ecosystem or to or not to buy into the fluff ecosystem because there are other projects that you can get in, but it makes it harder and harder to own a fluff. With the wearables, um, there's never that barrier to entry because there is no limit to the amount of products that you can put out there that people can buy and they, that, that, uh, that they can get into. Um, but the difference is the Genesis holders, the people, the original 10,000 people who hold the drug receipts, the more you raise the profile and the visibility of the brand, the drug receipts, if drug receipts are on, on Roblox, if drug receipts are on party bears, um, then the, the, it raises the desirability people will want to get into. They will want to own the drug receipts NFT or the releases that we have, you know, once we start, you know, the, the exclusive releases that are drug receipts releases then it becomes more and more valuable, more and more meaningful to have your drug receipts NFT, your Genesis NFT, which is basically like an exclusive membership card. Mm -hmm. So you get first access to the most exclusive drops. You get limited access that other people can't get. Uh, so it just, it raises the value of having that, that exclusive membership card. So there just are so many things that are exciting and interesting about this model of being a, a, a IRL slash URL brand. Um, and that's what drug receipts is. That's, that's how we are positioned to be. Um, so Rawlinson, thank you for coming on. Interesting conversation. I hope that that apple juice suits you well. I hope you're having a good time here tonight. Uh, we're looking forward to having some, some sushi. Guys, please like and subscribe. Like the video if you've enjoyed the content here. Um, subscribe to Drug Receipts on YouTube. Make sure that you're following our socials at Drug Receipts on, in, on Twitter, at Drug Receipts on Instagram. If you're not in our Discord yet, that is where the conversation continues. Um, we go into more depth on all these things. You get to hear the feedback from our great community and we get great ideas from our community. So if you wanna be a part of that community building, if you wanna be a part of those ideas, then join us in our Discord. Um, you can find links to all these things on our website uh, at um, drugreceipts.com. And if you are listening to this on uh, a podcast, then please, we encourage you to check out the video on YouTube whenever you get the chance, because we shared a lot of great video, a lot of great images, and you'll get to see this guy, Rawlinson's <laughs> handsome face. Uh, so Drug Snugglers, thank you guys all so much. Thanks to our guests, Brooke Howard Smith, Rawlinson Rivera, and TJ for coming on. Uh, thanks, especially to all of you drug snugglers. You guys um, make this all worth it. And we are so excited for this journey that we are on. Look forward to catching up with you in the Discord and our next AMA coming up on Tuesday. Uh, drug snugglers, we will snug you later. Good night, everybody. Bye.